podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm a holistic life coach and a registered aromatherapist. Join me every other week as we chat with aromatherapists and hear about their aromatic journeys and how they use essential oils in their lives and in their businesses. Hey friends, welcome to Aromatic Chat. Today we're going to be talking with Michael Ford. Michael owns Avalon Holistic Wellness in Covington, Louisiana, and I'm excited to talk with him today and find out everything he's doing in aromatherapy and with all the other amazing modalities he's practicing. Let's get going. Hey, Michael. Hey, Melissa. How are you doing? I am doing well. Last time I saw you, you had aqua hair. It uh, it changes with the weather, my moods, time of day. I understand. You know, I like your purple. <laughs> I understand. It's a cheap and easy way for me to have some fun. Look at all your certificates. That's not all of them. I have multiple credentials. I was creeping around on your website before (laughs) coming on. I saw all the certifications and wow. Is Avalon your business or are you working for someone? It is me. That's you. Do you have employees or is it just you? Nope. It's just me. That's even Uh, more impressive. My career journey has been probably two decades or more. I decided a while ago, I was sick of working for other people. As my freelance started to increase, I said goodbye. And that was that. Good for you. It is scary, but that's how so many of us move into solopreneurship. You know, I would say probably the first two years I was a little scared. Well, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. I would love for you to just tell our listeners a little bit more about your aromatic journey. How did you get to where you are? It's a little bit of a twisty story. I was a weird child. I am told by my mom that at like the age of five, I was curious of what does this plant do? What does this stone do? You know, all these different natural things. What are they for and what do they do? She was a big gardener. So we always had all these plants and bugs and stuff like that. And so it kind of grew from that. You know, as I hit my teens and whatnot, I found it really interesting that medicine came from plants. We always hear about the salicylic acid being a derivative of willow leading to aspirin. And so things like that were really, really cool to me because there was some science behind it. As a teen, I devoured every book in the school's library on herbs and potions and notions and and all that sort of stuff. Massage wasn't really big here yet, but I found a woman who was doing a, a small school in Mississippi for herbalism apprenticeships. And we discussed aromatherapy some, but the focus was herbal medicine. That kind of launched me into massage therapy. So after massage, I started working at a local spa. Different reps would come in with all the skincare products and some aromatherapy products. I started already getting more involved into the aromatherapy and the aromatherapy rep came who owns a distribution house, whatever you want to call it. And she was a formulator. So she would go buy from distilleries, formulate her own products, sell them to multiple companies or sell straight oils. After chatting with her a bit, everyone else's eyes glazed over and I'm like, you know, wide eyed and (laughs) tell me more. (laughs) She started telling me about AIA and Naha and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, this is a whole new world and found formal education through Naha's website. I found ACHS through them. I stopped off midway to to go to school for aesthetics as well. Started just incorporating all of it. I mean, at, at the spas, 
everyone liked a service provider that could do more than one thing. You know, I could do massage and facials and then start incorporating the wee bit of aromatherapy that they had. It's been this, I'll be punny, it's been this blooming story of a weird kid to having my own business. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, you say weird kid and I just think a lot of curiosity, which is kind of a common thread among aromatherapists in general and herbalists were very curious. <laughs> what about this makes me happy? I don't understand. Right. I want to know more. And you mentioned ACHS several times and I did yeah. know on your website that you didn't just scratch the surface. I evacuated for Katrina as they were sending me out my box of stuff. I got a call. I can't remember who it was. My mental role of the decks of names is not working. She calls and she says, we're about to send your stuff and we see where you are. Where are you and are you okay? I'm okay. I'm between these three cities and I'm about to move. So Mm -hmm. we we waited. (laughs) It was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. For those that don't know, American College of Healthcare Sciences offers associates in a variety of complementary modalities. They have one bachelor's program now. I believe. Okay. And then they offer master's programs in a bunch of different complementary modalities. So the people who go to ACHS and go all the way like Michael did, they're educators. They're very thoroughly educated and they know what they're talking about. So first of all, thank you for going all that way because college ain't cheap. And a master's program. Look at, oh, it's an online school. It's not as good. Wrong. (laughs) They estimate six to nine hours of study time a week. No, you need to double that. (laughs) Six to nine hours to pass your class. That's what that means. I calculated my hours one day between work and school and hobbies and this and that. I had 11 free hours in a week, assuming I slept five hours a night. So you own Avalon Holistic Wellness. I do. And I read your bio and I, like I said, I creeped around on your page and looked at everything. I love how you came up with your name. Yeah. We're total geeks. I was a little (laughs) nerd and I loved it. I loved it. Tell us, tell us how you came up with Avalon Holistic Wellness. My grandfather was very proud of his Scottish background. He's a Campbell, um, which is the equivalent of a Smith over there. I mean, you know, super, super common. And my grandmother was a grant. So very, very Your grandmother was a grant. Yes. So we have grants and Campbell's. Are you a grant somewhere? My husband's a grant. <laughs> okay. So we can related. So here's, here's a little interesting tidbit. For the past 20 years, we lived in Texas. I was the mm-hmm. bass drummer for the premier competition band in South Texas. I've competed at the world championships three different times in Glasgow, Scotland. Nice. Yeah. So we're a little bit steeped in the whole Scottish thing. So when I saw Avalon, I was like, I'm sorry. So I play pipes as well. (laughs) Um, And our, our pipe band has not been, but every August we stream it because my pipe teacher is the commentator who's he gives us a shout out every year where pipes where uh kilts and many colors i don't do well before sunrise except for that day we get together at 3 a.m to start yes. this part this is so fabulous i can't believe i can't tell you how fabulous this is <laughs> i played music since i was little and i focused on woodwinds but so picking up pipes uh, aside of the mechanics wasn't that difficult you know reading the music moments so it was mm-hmm. pretty simple I stuck with the bass drum. I find I do better with one note that I can just, you know, massage and bring out. 
my my son who's in the army now is also a piper and he was grade three when he left home to join the army so he doesn't really play anymore but i picked up his pipes one time because he made it look so easy he started playing when he was five wow he made it look really really easy and i almost passed out and (laughs) the only sound i could get was out of the chanter i couldn't even get the drones to sound and it went And that was it. (laughs) I'm done. I'll stick with the drums. So I've played snare, I've played tenor, but bass has always been my favorite. Okay, that was a big (laughs) sidetrack. Yeah, so that that Campbell Grant coming together, my grandfather was very proud of that. And he would tell me stories like, you know, with the invasion, stepping on the thistles barefoot, it gave, gave away locations and, you know, yay, thistles. I like mythology and the Arthurian legends and whatnot. And Avalon was just this beautiful place. My grandparents lived on a lake with this little island in it, man-made lake with an island. I don't know. There's just something about that imagery of it's there, but it's close and you can get to it if you try and this and that. And and in the myth, it was a, a place of healing and recovery for Arthur after he was wounded. I have a home office modified for licensure and all that good stuff, but it's off the beaten path. And one thing I didn't like with the spa world is you're in and out with a 15 minute turnover and it's like cattle sometimes and there's no real connection. And I didn't like that. I wanted to establish a place where people could come, relax, have whatever their services, you know, get what whatever it is that they need to have done for them and with them without a lot of, you know, door slamming down the hall, hearing people in the hall, you know, any of that stuff. The name lended itself quite nicely, I think. Beautiful. I love the Celtic knot work on your site as well. So I was like, yeah. we're going to have to talk this Michael and I. So <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. is the most common problem that people seek you out? I saw that you you see all types of clients, but what is yeah. what is the most common thing people come to you for? Oddly enough, there isn't a one. Um, even looking at my service numbers and my dollars, my services are pretty much a three-way split between body treatments and whatnot. The big issue is going to be stress, but how it's manifesting might be in different ways. Some people might come for physical needs, like if there are aches and pains or digestive issues. Sometimes it's sleep. The clients that come for skincare, they're all about the moisture that doesn't feel heavy. We want moisture, we don't want oil, and you're feeling humid and not oil. So we need a, there's quite a bit of re-education that has to happen there. But aside the the daily, I want my skin to look good, stress manif- manifestations are going to be probably the biggest reason why people come. I guess with with having a, a kind of a lanyap approach, it's, it's really difficult to narrow things down because I hit things in different ways. Right. You have so many modalities. Yeah, right. For sure. Okay. The big question, COVID. <laughs> COVID. How have you seen COVID intersect with your business? Early on, let's say Louisiana started seeing a lot of cases early March. Everything that wasn't essential had to close, including me. I was closed for three months. It wasn't fun. (laughs) The clients who come are very respectful and understanding that I'm not going to violate the governor's orders. I'm not going to put anybody in risk. Now, those who needed to pick up product that I didn't have to make, we did non-contact. You pick it up off the porch. Credit cards are saved in their profile. 
everything's secure. So it's just like, okay, I see you on the porch, click, 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 and they're charged. Once we were able to open, the restriction was still pretty heavy. Having multiple licenses and being a part of multiple organizations is nice. But in this situation, it was a little bit of a detriment. Massage board might say, you can't open yet. Cosmetology board says, well, you can open. I can't get rid of one license to open. I might not be performing that service. I'm still the establishment. One board was not as proactive as another. Massage board I found was very relaxed and ineffective in helping therapists get through everything. They didn't provide any kind of guidelines for safety. The cosmetology board was phenomenal. Sanitation is a big factor in Louisiana for cosmetologists. It's in our statutes that we have to use certain cleansers. Like we can't even have carpet because you can't sanitize it. So as I would get information from the cosmetology board, I pass it on to my massage friends. Coming from a medical family, my my mother's a nurse, my stepdad's a chiropractor, my cousin's a surgeon. I've, you always assume somebody has something. So that was my approach. You know, even though I might have had clients for 10 years, you might have come in contact with something and have not shown symptoms yet. I'm very fortunate to have the clients that I have. Dear friend of mine, a massage therapist, she had clients saying that they would pay her double to break the, the restriction and beyond safety issues. It's just rude. I asked my massage therapist, what are you doing? I mean, I didn't go to her and say, hey, let me right. let me come see you. You know, how how are you navigating? And let me know when you're back open. I'm over here going like this, but you know. When everybody walks in like this, the one hour is not going to fix that. You go from getting worked on once a week to nothing for three months. That, I have always been big on cleanliness and um, I keep joking that I need to make a video of all the stuff that I do. I've always been quite strategic in, in how I clean everything. Like I said, with the cosmetology board, we have to use EPA registered cleaners on all our implements. Everything that you see gets wiped down after every appointment with that cleanser, including the floor, every bit of linen gets changed out. Initially, the recommendation was just take everything out of the room that's erroneous. No fountains, no lamps, no, you know, sterile. And I started doing that and it made me really depressed. Uh, though it's healing, it's not a sterile operating room. So I just bought more linens. I, I like the table skirt. I like the look of coming in to get pampered. My laundry is crazy. But if that's what it takes to have the feel that I want and to maintain the safety, then so be it. Where are you now in your business as far as COVID goes? Is Louisiana open? Are you allowed to practice? We're a modified phase two, which means we're at 25% capacity. Being that I work one-on-one, as long as I'm open, I can work. I don't let anybody come and wait. It probably takes me about an hour between every service. So like I said, everything gets sprayed down, all the linens get changed, knobs, light switches. I've got UV sterilizers that take 30 minutes to run. And I, I have four of them. So I set them up throughout the room and then two in the restroom. And then I'm off the floor. I'm one of the weird people that's actually been thankful for 2020 because it has brought to light issues that we have been ignoring for a very long time in practices like yours, right? As a customer, I take for granted when I walk in and see that you're ready to see me. I just think you're ready to see me. I don't know what you did to get to see me. And now that getting ready is, is even more in depth than it used to be because before it was just a quick change of the sheets, wipe everything down, ready to go. And we took all that for granted. Yeah. I think most of us did things like that at the end of the day. 
Right. Like obviously changing the sheets and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm off to the end of the day and I was still very keen about wiping knobs and switches because that's gross. Running the UV between everybody eats up quite a bit of time. I've had clients tell me before, even before all of this, man, this place is so clean. I feel like I could eat off the floor. I'm like, don't do that. But I know like other places that I've worked, I'm like, this is disgusting. You know, my room might be clean, but the rest of it was quite foul. Right. Uh, from a provider standpoint, I just keep thinking like as a customer, the masses, yeah. masses we've all taken for granted yes. what our providers do for us. Right. We've all taken it for granted. And 2020 brought to light what is actually happening behind the scenes. If if you were a decent provider before, really, you just kind of stepped it up a little bit. But now at least people are aware of the fact that, oh, you have to clean between each and every client that comes into the room. Because I don't know if people really realized that before. Do you know what I mean? I would think that most customers would assume it's just changing the sheets and that's that. Exactly. And which is where the a lot of spas come in with that 15 minute turnaround. Even without this, I wanted 30 minutes to clean and collect myself and mentally prepare and you know all that good stuff. That's a whole other that's a whole right. other preparation we haven't even touched on yet, right? <laughs> Before I work with any clients, man, I I sit, I center, I breathe, I pray, I get ready. I don't just mm-hmm. turn on my computer and there you are. Right. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Good to see right. you. I prepared. I prepared my space. Yes. You know, to meet with you. <laughs> I like you. I just want to say. <laughs> nice time we'll have to hang out at conference. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking if I make it back to the States next year and I'm, you know, I'm going to be driving through Louisiana, I just don't know if I'm going to make it back because of where we are. Travel is still very sketchy. You know, our only way to travel is to fly. It's still real sketchy whether or not I'll be able to even attend the conference this year. So I don't know if I'll be able to because of flights. We don't know at the moment. We we keep hearing that some uh, airlines are going to require certificate of inoculation to fly. I'm eager for the vaccine. I've got family. One's a virologist. One works for the NIH. And they're like, this is an amazing vaccine. The majority of clients that I see are are at risk. I would say my my average client age is probably 50-ish, 52, and ranging from you know 18 to 74. And of course, we're in Louisiana where everybody wants to cook rich food. So of course, there's hypertension and some weight issues here and there. I had somebody actually just cancel three appointments between this week and next because of that. Our numbers have jumped up significantly the past week. She and her husband are both older, a few morbidities, and they didn't want to risk it, even though the, they know my practices. I'm responsible for my own health. Right. And if I'm if I'm not comfortable, I need to not participate. So yeah, kudos to right. them, you know. Yeah, I can't fault them at all. I'm like, that's absolutely not an issue. You know, I want you guys to stay safe. Yes, so. absolutely. Okay. Moving on. Top three. What are your top three favorite? And I'm going to go ahead and say favorite essential oils and or herbs, because I know you're both herbalist and aromatherapist. They range at the moment, my favorites. <laughs> yes, um, that's a common thread. Right. Uh, this week. Okay. Right. Uh, what time is it now? <laughs> My favorites as of late, Copeva being one, I'm seeing a lot of p- people with aches and pains right now. And our weather, Louisiana winter, will have a high of 70. And then we have a high of 50 with 80% humidity. And then we have 78 
with zero humidity. And so it's hot, cold, hot, cold, heaters on, AC's on, everybody's joints are, are killing them. And I find it works really well. I love how much it interacts with the CB2 receptors of the body, how wonderful it is just for mitigation of pain. And it doesn't have a very strong scent to it. I find that's nice. You know, not everybody is keen on really strong odors and whatnot, but it's super light and seems to work really, really well. And I tend to incorporate it with a little bit of ultrasound therapy. So it's helping to, to push things deeper. The sweet orange is another one that I really like right now. With everybody having stress and mood and, and exhaustion going on, I find orange is, you know, it's a little unlike most citrus that tend to pick you up. It picks you up in a way of having a cup of tea sitting in the sun instead of, ha ah, you know, and it tends to be more relaxing. To me, it has a very, a very casual feel, but I like that it's a little antimicrobial and fresh, but I really like the, the mood aspect of it at the moment, just because everybody's kind of exhausted. I, I sense a tremendous amount of adrenal fatigue <laughs> across the board. Right. Herb wise, ashwagandha. <laughs> At the moment, I have been making so much tincture that I'm out. I can't keep it. <laughs> and I've been blending it into things. Uh, I've been seeing a, a couple of people like from menopausal type symptoms and who's not fatigued in menopause <laughs> or stressed, you know? Yeah. So uh, everything's kind <laughs> of a little dash of it. <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> that and... and nerving herbs you know most people can't sleep so a little bit of the orange with a little bit of valerian or some mm. skull cap mm -hmm. that was more than three mm -hmm. I know, i'm sorry <laughs> it's blended it's hard it's so hard it's so hard i know i was like three should that be my question yes right <laughs> okay <laughs> so what's got you really excited right now either personally or professionally Professionally, I am in the process of doing my own brand of coils. I'm not distilling. I'm still working with suppliers, but I was kind of tired of seeing everybody else's name on stuff. You get to see the MSGCs and we understand them and all that good stuff. Why am I spending money on other people's stuff? <laughs> you know? That's in the works, but I'm still going through some old stock before I switch over my supplier and all that good stuff. So that's a, an iron in the fire. My main focus at the moment Part of what got me into aesthetics years ago was I liked it. I liked taking care of my skin. I did not have acne as a teen because I took care of it. My youngest brother kept sealing whatever products I was using. I had friends in high school asking me what I was using. Best friend of mine, he says, I need whatever you're on because I'm having some issues. And he didn't have bad skin. In high school, I think I had two pimples. And with that, that early herbal, I want to make stuff and whatnot, it kind of got me into skincare. Started making masks and, and trying to do emulsions, not very well at that time, and serums and whatnot. And I've revisited that throughout the years. So I am actively working on a small skincare collection. I, in the facials that I do, I already make a couple of serums that I use to massage during dependent on skin type and, and issues, but I love an oil-based cleanser as well. I think they're amazing and they're useful in every climate, especially hot, oily places like this out. So I'm playing with an oil-based cleanser, five different serums, a lip balm or two, and a couple of different ointments. Wow. Um, hopefully that will be popping up within this year. That's amazing. 
So that was a beautiful segue. How do you incorporate self-care into your crazy, busy, solopreneur life? 2020 has taught me to slow down. And though I take time for myself and do things for myself, I get spread thin very easily. <laughs> in addition to working my 50 hours, you know, behind the scenes included, and then doing piping for probably five hours a week, I was also teaching foil fencing. And we met twice a week. And so that was about six hours and whatnot. With COVID, none of that's happening. And I'm like, oh, I've realized it's okay to say no. I have cut my work hours a little bit more. I stopped working Saturdays for oddly enough, it was not a busy day. And I was only open half a day. And so now, even though I'm not seeing clients on Saturdays, I am blending or working on something towards my skincare products, you know, either drawing out labels or whatever. And I find that incorporates the art that I like. There's more than just satisfaction at the end of that, that it, it becomes a label. Right. Know? Right. Well, and, and the beautiful thing you said, you learned how to say no. The beautiful thing about saying no to something is you're saying yes to something else. Yes. To yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And being able to say, I'm not going to do that. It doesn't align with where I'm going right now. Right. It doesn't mean no forever. Sometimes, you know, sometimes yeah. you just need to no say for no now. right now and say yes to the things that are really in alignment with where we're going and where we're headed. So good for you. Reflection has been good too. That's fabulous. How can, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in the services you provide or the products that you create? I don't do a lot of social media, unfortunately, but that's my really website. smart. That's really <laughs> smart. My uh, my website is Avalon for Wellness, and um, it has my phone number and email address on there. You can peruse it and shoot me a message through there or give a call. Highly recommend leaving a message because I don't recall return calls that I don't know what they are. Facebook is the handle is at Avalon Holistic Wellness as well. You can send a private message that way, or you can you know message directly on the on the on the page itself, whichever. Fabulous. All right, and then uh, before we close. Uh, do you have any last words or anything that we didn't cover that you would like to share? Sure. So professionally, all the professionals out there, the new ones, the old ones, remember yourself. Like we just talked about self-care is very important. It's okay to say no. <laughs> um, and as you put poignantly, you're saying yes to something else and hopefully it's to yourself. Learning is kind of a common thread among all of the aromatherapists that I've, that I've uh, spoken with. We yeah. don't stop. I mean, like I have a stack of books and most of them are learning books. They're not for fun books. Right. So yeah, it's a fun, I haven't read one of those and I don't know how long I'm actually reading just a fun book right now. I was like, I'm going to start off 2021. I'm just going to have fun. And I'm like, I can't put it down because it's fiction. Right. Right. When it's a, when it's a learning book, I'm, I'm underlining and highlighting and noting and, and this, I'm just like page turning. This is fabulous. So no, but but Michael, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you tremendously. I look forward, hopefully, to seeing you in person this year at the conference. Hopefully so. Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Bye.